0: hello everybody this is dj woldridge welcome back to only stupid answers with me today i have the amazing guest mr tim gettys like gettysburg
1: i was just informed. (laughs) yes yes dj how are you doing man
0: Uh, you know what i'm doing i'm taking it i'm taking it it one day at a time i'm living my life how are you
1: doing I'm good, man. It, it's been, It's first off, so long since I've seen you. So yes. long since I've seen a human being mm-hmm. in real life. But uh, last time I saw you was uh, you came to the Kind of Funny studio yes. in San Francisco. You were on, uh, uh, I, I don't even remember what show. It must have been the morning show at that time. Probably. Uh, killing the game. You did great. You were promoting the the comic. Yes. Um, but I'll always remember the day I met you, mm-hmm. which was many, many years ago. Yes. I want to say twenty. 13 or 14 yeah. at a, a party at comic-con yeah ign party at comic-con mm-hmm. I, I was still working at ign at the time and you were at SourceFed. yes so it's like that's just kind of putting a little a little date on that on that that whole the whole experience which is like because doesn't that feel like an eternity and a half ago
0: it sure does it sure does and also but then it also feels weird because of uh, just what time has been doing uh in the past mm-hmm. uh, few months like somebody said like oh six months since quarantine i was like oh my god how like oh my how? god because it simultaneously feels like 60 years and like a week yep. ago um absolutely. but i'm glad you brought that up because it, it, it was wild when i went to kind of funny i'm like man tim's not gonna remember me it's been ye- it was like years between that interaction yeah
1: uh, yeah,
0: yeah yeah and but then it was really great reconnecting with you, you totally remembered me and it was oh, uh, it was man. great uh uh interacting with you i remember that party very well because it was my first comic-con and um, oh man yeah yeah, it was my first Comic Con, awesome. and I was hanging out with um, Trisha Hershberger and some other people from SourceFed, and so it was yeah. really cool, like getting into the IGN party. It felt really like special.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the IGN party at at Comic Con is legendary. Like it is, and and I mean that because it's not necessarily like the oh, it's the EW where hoity toity where mm-hmm. you get to meet the celebrities. It's more just like oh man, there's a ton of really cool people here, it, yeah. kind of in our space, and like that's a big thing of like uh, you being surprised I remembered you. It's like I. To me, the whole point of those parties is, is meeting people and not networking. It's not necessarily about the, like, who can I meet to like one up myself? It's just like, there's a lot of cool people here doing dope stuff, especially in that time where, you know, I kind of look at myself as a a student of internet media, like growing up in, uh, I was in high school. I was a junior in high school in 2005, which meant that YouTube was just launching. It wasn't a career. That wasn't an option. And I always knew I wanted to do video. Yeah. Um, I was going to college for video, but I didn't want to make movies. I didn't want to make TV. I didn't want to do commercials. Music videos sounded pretty cool, but I didn't know – there had to be something else. And I'm just so lucky. I, I I was right there in that moment that it all started, you know, Phil DeFranco show and, yeah. and all of that as it went. And I just remember kind of seeing everything splinter off and as Fed started, Rooster Teeth, like all these things. Like I just – I remember having a moment especially around 2013 when I was at IGN that I was like I want to meet as many cool people doing this stuff as possible because yeah. this really is the the first class of this type of media, right? Mm-hmm. And like I look at, at at myself at least as very much a second class when it comes to the more traditional internet media that like IGN yeah. where there's a generation before me, but the YouTube style talking to a camera, like asking to engage yeah. that, I think we are kind of the, uh, at the forefront of it. And, um, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a really special thing to me. So
0: yeah, I totally, sorry for that. the little diatribe. No, I, I, <laughs> that's awesome. And also for people that are not familiar with you, I'm imagine everybody that listening is, but in case they're not,
1: uh, who are you I and
0: where, <laughs> where can they find the <laughs> stuff that you do?
1: Uh, so i'm tim gettys i am a co-founder over at kind of funny uh kind of funny and kind of funny games we are a a group of of, of best friends yeah. that uh left ign we all used to work at ign together and greg miller is probably the name that uh you're familiar with uh he is kind of the face of video games in many ways mm-hmm. um and he was definitely the face of ign and in 2015 we kind of uh he was the the, the front-facing guy uh we had editorial people we had video people myself included and we kind of just left to do our own thing in a more youtube independent way and here we are five years later and uh it was the best decision we ever made and uh we kind of just the, the the core tenet of what kind of funny is is we're best friends talking about things we love when you go see a movie in a theater R.I.P. Let's hope <laughs> we get to do that again. Yeah, for uh, real. But back in the old days, uh, when you go to a movie in the theater and you're, you're, you're leaving once the credits roll or once the post credits happen, obviously, yep. uh, you're walking out that moment of, oh, my God, did you catch this? Did you see that? Oh, I hated this. Oh, my God, they used that song. That is what we want kind of funny to be. It's that conversation where uh, it can be positive. It can be negative. But it's it's that conversation that's being had with people you love.
0: I love it. I love that. I love that setup. I love that ethos. Obviously, you're here to talk about, you know, the Avengers game big. Everybody's talking about the Avengers game. We're going to talk about it as well. But before we get into all that, is there something in particular that you are into this week?
1: Absolutely. I want to give a shout out. The biggest shout out to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Hell yeah. Uh, I I don't know if you are a, a THPS guy, if you grew up with it. I very much did. This franchise is very near and dear to my heart. And the last decade has been extremely hard mm-hmm. when it comes to Tony Hawk. Um, so many, like I, it was just such a downhill, and not not a downhill jam. It was yeah. just the franchise just went downhill. Um, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, which was also a remake of one and two, that nice. came out in 2013, uh, I want to say, uh, was not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a it was a uh, very very bad version of the game. For one reason, it didn't feel right. And Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk games are built on feel. They have to feel right. Then flash forward a couple of years, Tony Hawk's Pro Skitter 5 comes out. Total cash grab to keep the license. They had to put out a Tony Hawk game by a certain date or else they lost it. And they put it out and it was one of the worst video games I've ever played. And I I gave up hope on this franchise. Then this game gets announced from the team that did Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which is some of the best remakes of all time. The game's out now and dj i cannot stress to you how good this game is how much love and care and passion was put into it it is not just oh hey here's an old playstation one game or two games were made it is what made those games special what do you remember them feeling like and looking like and sounding like we're going to do all of that and we're going to add more there was a magic in the 90s for me of playing those games and having my kind of worldview formed around this underground hip hop that I'm hearing, the ska music, this punk music, like the music and culture of that game meant so much to me and seeing them get all those songs back. Plus so many new songs that feel like they've been there the entire time. Yeah. Like that's magic to me. And there's the, this, this game starts off with a, Skate video, cinematic, like old, like actual live action thing, just like the old games did. Love it. And you see Tony Hawk. You see all the original skaters, Bucky Lasek, all them. Um, but they're old now. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't get old footage of them. It's like it's them now doing these moves. And then it cuts over to this whole new cast of these like 17-year-olds mm-hmm. that are going to be – the 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 skaters that are going to inspire a whole new generation. Like it's it's going to happen again. Skateboarding is going to be back in a major way because of this game. And it's like it is just such an accomplishment. And I can't believe that in 2020 a Tony Hawk game is in my game of the year conversation. Like for two reasons. One, in that. I thought Tony Hawk was done. I yeah. thought the franchise could could never be saved. And two, this has been such a banger year. Obviously, Last of Us Two is my game of the year. Nice. But I want to put Tony Hawk in that conversation, man. Like it's it is fantastic that's
0: amazing to hear so as far as remakes go like where is it on the scale is it like kind of a straight port with like better graphics or is it closer to, to uh, this it fe- feels like a uh, an over but like something like final fantasy 7 where it's like it's a whole new experience
1: it's most similar to resident evil 2 remake gotcha say, gotcha gotcha where hey it is the same game yeah. but it's absolutely not mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it has everything the, the first game had, and it it's the story and it's the this and it's the that, but like it's modernized, it's updated. Like and, and, and I keep saying this, but it's how you remember it feeling. Yeah, it's yeah, how you yeah. remember it playing, not how it actually played. If you go back and play those games, they don't hold up. Yeah, this maintains that, that memory you have, and I think it honestly enhances it. Like it's it's something real good. And Resident Evil 2 was my game of the year uh two years ago. Nice. Wait last year last year
0: yeah and they're cute this is a little bit of a tangent but are they going to make a remake of resident evil 4 because that is one of my all-time favorites oh hell yeah yeah
1: yeah that's uh that's the heavily heavily rumored slash pretty much leaked uh plans for coming up
0: love it i'm gonna have to check that out okay so for me i've never played the tony hawk games would this be a would this be a good like introduction or do you kind of have to understand them a little bit to dive in
1: uh, this is a fantastic introduction. Right. Also, forty dollar title. Oh, hell there's yeah! There's so much content here that I'm 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 super super stoked about. Uh, yeah, man, it is it's definitely I, this is the best entry to to jump into for the first time. And the, the magic about Tony Hawk is for people like me that h- grew up with them and like know everything front and back and like I, I consider myself pretty good at it. Like it's just so good slipping into a into a nice comfy bed again you know yeah it's such a familiar feeling um but the magic of tony hawk for i imagine newcomers to the franchise is those games are designed around being pick up and play like Mm -hmm. the moment you're holding the controller for the first time you play for like there it's two minute sessions yeah the moment you do a two minute session you get it it reminds me of uh, super mario brothers a lot cool you pick up that controller you could have never played it before yeah it kind of teaches you what you need to do. And next thing you know, it's three hours later and you're facing off against King Koopa. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like with with Tony Hawk, it's like it it is the definition of the one more match, just one more match mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. game. And uh, and the moment that you, you, you improve to the point that you start making your own challenges, you're like, all right, the game's asking me to do this. But before I do that, I'm going to do all this other shit. And like, it's just a playground of fun.
0: I love it. I love it. So you mentioned a little bit like this being a part of your conversation for game of the year. And you mentioned that last of us two is your game of the year. What are some of your other, um, favorite video games that have come out this year? Cause it feels like it feels like video games is one of the few mediums that while like everything, it has been impacted. It has not been as impacted as like movies, you know, which has been completely you know kneecap this year.
1: Oh, exactly. You know, the funny thing about that actually is, uh, if you would ask me like what type of gamer am I? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a Nintendo guy. Okay. Like, that Nintendo is my shit. Yeah, and Nintendo has been kneecapped hard. Like, yeah. they have put out these slimmest of pickings when it comes to uh, the normal lineups uh, on the Switch, at least. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Animal Crossing came out in March and Absolutely destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, becoming one of the best-selling games of all time, and it's going to continue to grow there. Yeah, I'm not an Animal Crossing guy, neither. So, so no. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, oh man, what's next? Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like nothing. <laughs> it's like they in, got in, that in, Mario
0: in set with Sunshine and Galaxy. They,
1: they, well, so they, they put out Paper Mario, uh, the the Origami King, yeah. and it was all right. It mm-hmm. was all right. It wasn't what I was looking for. And then now they announced this Mario 3D All Stars thing, and like, look. These are three of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Galaxy is a ten out of ten. Mario sixty four. I don't even need to talk to you about it. Obviously, it's yeah. a fucking classic. Mario Sunshine gets way too much hate. It's a fantastic game. It's just not as good as the other two. Yeah. This package obviously has me excited. I can't wait to play. Can't wait to replay these games. What I'm everything I just said about Tony Hawk, I cannot apply to what Nintendo is putting out with this package. This no. is a throw it on a thing, put it out there. Let's make some money. Like mm-hmm. there was no love put into this, there was no care being put into it at all. Mario sixty four is not even widescreen. Like Jeez. it is, it is a, a a piss poor collection.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy because they did the port. I guess this was long long ago enough now that it wouldn't matter. They did that port with um uh, Mario sixty four to the DS. Yeah, that was a long yeah. fucking time ago. Yeah, that was a long fucking time ago. Yeah, yeah. That's bananas. Uh, I think for me, so for what I'm into this week is actually um, a, a throwback game. Something I've been doing is just to save a little bit of money. I've been looking at games that I missed when they first came out that are like 20 bucks now. Good call and so i never played bioshock infinite i love the first Ooh, bioshock okay. yeah i know ne- i love the first bioshock when infinite came out i was like I, I, things were hectic i was like i'll pick it up later and i never did so i picked up like the entire bioshock collection for ps4 for like 20 bucks uh and i yeah. finally played infinite and shocker
1: it's pretty fucking great it's pretty yeah, fucking great i st- I started it's, playing what were you gonna say i was just gonna say it's not bioshock and i don't mean that mm-hmm. as a bad thing. It's it's something entirely different and both of them stand on their own as very amazing experiences
0: yeah i actually was going to because it came with all three games and i've never played bioshock 2 and i was like maybe i'll start with like bioshock 1 and replay that and i I played through the beginning i'm like this is amazing but unlike your tony hawk game where they've kind of like completely like re-updated it it's it's mostly just a port and i'm like it's a little dated so i'm just going to i'm going to go ahead and move on to infinite um, and yeah. and it was it was incredible it was i love the story the talking about i guess spoilers if you like me hadn't played it but i already knew most of the spoilers but it's concerns with multiple dimensions and multiple realities and stuff that interests me i find very engaging um the way it unfolded the story i thought was really interesting and that's something i like obviously you play a game you want to have a lot of fun you're talking about the mario games that that those are yeah. designed mostly as just pieces of entertainment but something the games that i really respond to have a really solid narrative and bioshock infinite did of course uh the things that i will say because i think it's like seven years old at this point bioshock infinite
1: oh uh, no don't say that <laughs> don't say that oh uh, my god a couple I think things you're right couple things that
0: haven't aged great uh specifically now is um as you're playing it. There, obviously uh columbia is an oppressive uh, white supremacist uh, society and there's an uprising and there's a lot of lines going like man this uprising is just as bad as the oppression I'm like ah, pff, that's not a hot take that's not a great take to have yeah. specifically in this moment um, obviously the game does a little bit of heavy lifting to make it as bad but I feel like if you were making the game now uh, the perspective would be a little bit different because trying to overcome your oppressor is not the same as being uh, the oppressor The other thing that I felt a little bit dated was the way – it's not heavy-handed, but the way they kind of uh, sexualize Elizabeth was just a little weird. Because I think when you're going to go save her, there's things that like imply that she's like 17. And so I was like, well, this is – I feel like what they were trying to do is set up this this question like maybe her and Booker are supposed to get together, which of course is a feint for the actual reveal of their relationship, which I get – but it was just a little bit like, eh, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anytime somebody suggests like an anime and you're watching it and it's like there's a, like a high schooler running around with, with like tits out and shit. And you're like, ah, this is – It's like, can we just
1: not – Yeah, we don't yeah, need to do this anymore. Like That stuff's always – it's always uh, – I mean we literally – one of our series we do over at Kind of Funny is called In Review where we – uh take a, a movie franchise and we'll go through it. Like we started with MCU in review and every yeah. week we went from Iron Man to uh, Hulk to Iron Man 2 every week. And then we review and rank them as we go on. Yeah. And we're currently doing the Miyazaki movies.
0: Nice. In review.
1: And we just watched uh, Ponyo mm-hmm. and uh, talking about that. It's like, there's these little, they're five-year-olds and they're like, they're talking about them being in love and all this stuff. And it's just like, it just gets weird sometimes like yeah. cultural differences and like and again everything it's it's fine there's a lot of conversation points to be had but like I it you bring up a very interesting point about uh this game being made seven years ago and how it deals with the its plot points of the the oppression and all that yeah. stuff uh and looking it, it's just crazy the context that we all have yeah. of like being able to look back on these works of art and how things have changed and how different they would be if they were made today but they weren't they were mm-hmm. made then, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like that's kind of like the the thing where I, I I feel like collectively we've all kind of grown up the equivalent of thirty years in the last three years, mm-hmm. which is everywhere everything that the world everywhere that the world is at right now. Yeah. And obviously, there's pros and cons to that in mm-hmm. so many different ways. But yeah. it's like. I, I think it's important for us to have these conversations about looking back at these old things and questioning them, you yeah. know, not just accepting them, understanding that they came from a different place, but, you know, really kind of getting into why it's not okay or why it is okay or whatever the different things are. Yeah, but yeah it's well, it's cool. <laughs> and especially
0: if, if something is um, focused on its own narrative as Bioshock Infinite is, it allows an opportunity to engage with it on that level and not necessarily like um, – Nothing about that, I think, is a detriment to the game. It's just interesting to contextualize how um, a lot of the people that were in charge of media, like making games, making movies and stuff like that, view that stuff now to whereas um, there's kind of a collective popular culture awakening to stuff that... uh you know we're two third year old white guys stuff that we might not have have been as exposed to or aware of that uh we're now acutely aware of you know what I mean mm-hmm. um oh and, absolutely and so it's interesting to see just it, even stuff um uh we love Doom Patrol over here uh and we were reviewing it when it was coming out on the DC Universe app HBO Max as well and little things like a character's just talking to cops and it's just one of those, like, man, that that was that scene was probably shot maybe most six months ago, and you yeah. know if they were shooting it now, it'd be completely different, uh, totally different. Uh, yeah, I and mean
1: Spider-Man, wild. right? The mm-hmm. Spider-Man PS4 game. Yes. It's like he's great So example. embedded with the cops in a mm-hmm. way where you're just like, it, it feels weird now. And yeah. obviously, I know that this is uh, politics on a whole other level, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, man, these are the worlds we exist on, exist in. You can't separate this stuff. These yeah. conversations are happening need to happen and yeah. uh do we necessarily need to be the people having them i'm not sure but <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna keep doing it so. yeah i mean
0: <laughs> again you're we're the ones we we are engaging with this media and we're engaging with the world and now it's like you can't um there was a big like 10 i don't know about you guys are kind of funny but like sam and i had a kind of a rule that it's like you know we don't we kind of don't bring up political stuff and stuff like that but you kind of can't not now just because of everything because for one it is literally directly impacting our lives every day r- right this second there's a reason that it's like you and i aren't in a studio together right
1: now yep totally you know what i mean totally. so uh yeah anyway but yeah, that's, a, that's a kind of funny total opposite we're <laughs> like we're going all in <laughs> like we're gonna going talk about for this it shit. <laughs> we're giving our opinions we'll we'll talk through it all and i love sometimes it sometimes it won't be pretty yeah well
0: <laughs> I, I love it and just to, but obviously the, those. Little quibbles aside again, which dealt more with when the game was made in perspectives at the time. The game was great, and it's cool to play something that is quote-unquote that old that really does hold up and is entertaining, and I'm excited to see. I, I think they just recently announced that a different studio is making a Bioshock 4, and it just makes no. me think like, I get it, but don't do it.
1: <laughs> no, no, no Bioshock has been announced yet. I really Interesting.
0: Like, okay, maybe I ran I, across it. I,
1: I don't even think that there's any like... I mean, there's always rumors that it might happen, but yeah. I, I don't think there's any substantial substantiated uh, rumors going around. It's, well, it's probably anything's possible, man.
0: Because with Infinite, it reminded me a lot of like Terminator 2, where it's like, well, you, but you did it. You can't, you can't really make any sequels to this because you, you did, you did it. It's done. You know, yeah. the, there's not really. But any that's rum- the
1: beauty of Bioshock is it doesn't necessarily need to be a sequel. It could just be a whole other there's thing. another story and I think that that's what they would do It's like here's a different style here's a different place whatever
0: I say I say uh, both of them like I think uh, Infinite took out took place in like 1912 and um, the original Bioshock was like 1960 I say go to the future go to space
1: oh that'd be interesting
0: go to space go to a city that's, built in yeah. space on the moon yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be cool. And you could also set it in the past. It's not like we have the technology to make cities under the ocean or floating cities anyway. So it could you could set it totally. even further in the past. It could be like, want.
1: yeah, it could be like
0: 1860. A, galaxy, a long
1: time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right, before we dive into our discussion about the Avengers video game, I've got a question only the audience at home can answer. When was the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. You probably heard us about about quip a million times but this is something brand new that rewards you and your mouth the quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the quip app with bluetooth track when and how well you brush get tips and coaching to improve your habits earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks redeem for rewards like free products gift cards and discounts from quip and partners already have quip upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love sensitive sonic vibrations two minute timer and 30 second pulses for guided clean. Slim, lightweight, and sleek with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. And a multi use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Mint or watermelon toothpaste with anti cavity ingredients for strong, healthy teeth and an eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with sunshine. Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip smart brush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash stupid right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash stupid. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash stupid. Quip, better oral health, Made simple and rewarding. All right, now back to the show. Let's get into our main topic this week, which is the Avengers game. Now, up front, I need to be candid. I knew we were going to talk about this. I was getting ready to buy it, and then I started looking at reviews, and I was like, ah, I'm going to save my money. Not that I haven't heard good things. I, Tim, I can tell you almost exactly what I've heard every review say. Uh, the story mode is really good. Uh, unfortunately, you have to play Avengers to get, this sto- to get the story. Uh, and all the all the other, like, uh, game as a service is the term that's being thrown around. All those attributes kind of drag down the overall experience to where it's not bad. But it made it not worth me putting down 60 bucks to get it. So you, yeah. I've not played it. You have played it. What are your thoughts on the new Avengers game?
1: I've played a lot of it. I still haven't beat it. Uh, yeah. And I, I do want to say that uh, our group over at Kind of Funny uh, is we, – we got nine people now. And to some extent, I think all of them are playing Avengers. And everyone has a different opinion on it. Wow. Like this is a very divisive game. Um, Greg Miller I think is the one that enjoys it the most out of anyone. And I don't think that's a surprise whatsoever. He loves superheroes. Yeah. He loves uh, Crystal Dynamics games. And he loves games as a service. So to him, this is the perfect type of – time waster where he's wasting time to get marvel shit. Yeah. Like all that totally adds up to me. I like single player games. I like Same. narrative based games. Uh I the Tomb Raider games by Crystal Dynamics fantastic, right? Yeah. Spider-Man by Insomniac fantastic. Yeah. When that when I heard Crystal was making a Avengers game, that says something to me. We're yeah. getting Tomb Raider but Avengers. Fuck, yes. That sounds great. And then oh it's games as a service. And immediately I'm like, Oh no. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to start the conversation there. Cause I don't think that that's a, a good place because as time went on, as we saw more of the game and I came to terms with the fact that look, I need to judge the game for what it is, mm-hmm. not what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I kept going, kept going. I was like, you know what? Maybe this will be the game that gets me into games as a service. If anything can, it'll be the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I love Marvel. Right. And then the review started coming out or, and, or more so than that, we had review copies. A lot of my peers were playing through the game. We're all kind of talking to each other, seeing where everyone's at and stuff. And everyone's kind of like, Hey, this story mode is actually pretty good. Nice. And it's a lot more linear than you'd expect. It's, 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 it's a Tomb Raider game. And I was like, I was playing Tony Hawk at the time. actually, (laughs) So I was a little late to coming in. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Let's get into it. I played the beta and, some of that wasn't great, but some of it I was like, oh, I'm seeing some hints of like Kamala hanging out with uh, with Hulk. Mm-hmm. They're, they're back and forth, the dialogues, the story that they're building out. This is entirely from Kamala's perspective, which is such a great call, yep. uh, such a fresh take for uh, what we've seen so far, what we're used to now with MCU kind of being the Bible standard of what Marvel is to the mainstream. Yeah, All that stuff, I'm like, I'm kind of here for it, having said that. I am struggling to want to beat this game. The story is so interesting. And I constantly want to keep going and find out what happens next. I don't want to play it though. Mm. It's like, this would be a great animated movie. Like, I am not enjoying my time with it. And that's not to say there aren't moments where I enjoy it. But in Spider-Man, every single fight, no matter how tedious it was, the thousandth time I'm stopping a car Mm -hmm. from being stolen, I was still like, this is rad. Yeah, 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 that was cool. And this game kind of kind of lacks it for me. I know I'm going on long here, but what no, I really do want to say is comparing it to the Uncharted games. And I know that kind of feels unfair because Naughty Dog, it's mm. Naughty Dog. Yeah. Right? But the Uncharted games and Tomb Raider are pretty pretty close, like hand in hand. Uh, at mm. least the modern Tomb Raider games. Yeah. There's a magic to to those games where it keeps you in this loop of, all right. I am currently – you're constantly wanting to do the thing you're not doing. But it's not because you're not enjoying the thing you're doing. It's because you just want to get to that next thing that badly. Mm -hmm. And with that is the cycle of, oh, man, I'm in this shootout and it's thrilling. But, man, I want this shootout to be over so I can find out what's happening in the story. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Then you get to the cutscene and you're like, oh, that was cool. But, okay, now I I want to get to that next destination. So then you get to the platforming and you're platforming through and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for a gunfight. I can't wait to fight that guy that I'm looking for. Now you're back to the gunfight and it just cycles back. Gunfight, cutscene, parkour, gunfight, cutscene, parkour. Yeah. You're constantly enjoying what you're doing, looking forward to the next thing. In Avengers, I'm kind of just like, where's the story? <laughs> oh, man, here's this weird games, this service stuff being shoehorned into this. I don't enjoy this at all. There are way too many menus. There are way too many things that are leveling up and numbers popping off everywhere that I'm not really sure what's going on. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. The game's kind of playing like Tomb Raider right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of playing like Spider Man. I'm enjoying this. Oh man, now it's back to the other stuff. Yeah, and it's like that to me is just the the cycle I go through with this game. And uh, to, to me, that just says uh, this game is not for me. I'm not a yeah. games as a service guy. That's totally okay. But I don't understand the reviews that everyone's like the campaign's great because I'm like the campaign's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. What's holding back uh, holding you back with the campaign? Is it that the the combat is tedious? Is it that like at the gameplay is not as intuitive what's what's kind of like keeping it from being great for you
1: dude i it's everything and that's like like the, the the most generic answer but honestly it's the fact that this game is at odds with itself of what it thinks it is what it wants to be and what it actually is yeah and if it was just a little bit more unabashedly just like hey here here we are if it didn't have the campaign and it was just the games as a service stuff yeah it'd be like all right cool i get what this is it's not for me that's fine but there's so many hints of like, hey, this this should be for me. Playing as Iron Man in the uh the bait. Be- did you play the beta? No. Okay. Yeah. The beta made Iron Man feel horrible. Okay. It was just like, why? How did they mess this up so bad? Playing as Iron Man in the campaign, you're like, oh, wait, this is actually awesome. Cool. Like, flying around as Iron Man is rad. It feels right. Uh, playing as Kamala is like, oh man, Kamala's awesome. Yeah. Like, period, hard stop. Kamala's great in this game. She's fun to play. Her voice actor's killer. Um, her, her everything being from her point of view as just being this amazing Marvel fan girl. Yeah. Getting to be the one to go and uh reunite all the Avengers. So endearing. So great. But then it's like, there's so many other elements around the game where I'm like, all right, so this fun that I'm having as Iron Man is now interrupted. Because you're making me slowly walk around this helicarrier to find uh, these people that are gonna like be- allow me to, to, to uh, shopkeepers essentially, <laughs> but it's like, hey, go go talk to Shield Agent, whatever the hell. Yeah, I, you go over to talk to them. Like, you can get these missions for me, and they're like, now go talk to this Shield Agent. You walk to the other end. There's like, you can't jump. It's yeah. it's all these like little frustrations. you yeah. know, it's like, a- and. It, it, if this was another game, they wouldn't be that frustrating. It would yeah. just be like, oh, it's a little thing. I can let it slide. But they happen so often and there's so many of them. A mm. uh, key thing, load times. Yeah. If you die in this game, good luck. Jeez. It is a minute and a half till you're getting back to the action. And that minute makes you sit there and realize I could be doing something else. Mm-hmm. I could be playing <laughs> like, Tony Hawk. And 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 that's why I haven't beat it yet. Yeah. And it, it's like that it's it sucks because I know there's so many people around me that are like, hey man, it, it's a lot of fun. But uh I'm seeing more and more people kind of like that narrative turn once they actually start beating the game. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they're just like, "Well, the campaign was cool, but I think I think a lot of people, and I don't want to put words in people's mouths, yeah. but I think people are overpraising the campaign because there was a glimmer of hope that mm-hmm. this game actually was the thing that they wanted it to be. Uh, but then, you know, once that kind of settles, you you look back at it, you're just like,
0: ah, "Yeah, it's not."
1: So let's go into a little bit
0: about this games of servicing, because it's something I'm I'm really running into more with this game than I have before. Because like you, um a lot of my favorite games are single player games. Like games I played in the past year that I loved is uh God of War and uh Red oh. Dead 2 has been something I mean I played the online version, and I've enjoyed that, but like the thing that sits with me is the story mode in that. So I think you and I are in a similar boat there. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is games of service? I don't understand I don't know what this is.
1: Yeah, it's I mean to really give you a straight answer is i don't either because oh, i don't cool, play cool. these games yeah, yeah, yeah but everyone around me does and we talk about it so much but essentially it's the mobile gamification of console games and mm. it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing it it's, sounds and like it, it I, does, know I know it's soo- i know <laughs> yeah. it sounds bad but but let's try to be positive about it for a second okay is there a mobile game you do like
0: no i mean not th- not that i've played i don't really play mobile games
1: okay okay well yeah. like uh, a mobile game. I, I like Pagel. Right. Okay. Let's just use Pagel as an example. Uh, you play this game, and you, you all use. There's challenges. You do a challenge, and if you beat the level, you you beat it. Yeah. But a mo- mobile games have this system where there's usually three stars, mm-hmm. right? And it's like depending on how good you do, you get either one, two, or three stars. Yeah. When you get three stars, it's really, really like rewarding. Yeah. And like, beating, it's one thing, but getting those three stars, you're like, I really fucking did something. Mobile games will have events that are like. Oh, get three sets of three stars today, and you'll unlock XYZ, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Right. They just applied that to console games. <laughs> and that when you enjoy the game, like Tony Hawk, yeah, it's like, oh, play this game every day and uh do this, this, and this today. On Mondays, you need to get at least this much points on this many levels, and you'll unlock this thing. Yeah. If the gameplay is fun, and it's the thing you like. That's awesome! It's yeah. new content. It's new things for you to do, and those things are usually enhanced by uh, an event happening that's like that—that that adds story or adds a character or adds, uh, "Hey, here's a new costume." Yeah. And in a Marvel game, there should be nothing more valuable than a new costume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember playing the NeverSoft Spider-Man game on PS One. Yeah. Did you ever play that one? Uh,
0: No. Uh, The only Spider-Man games I remember from back in the day were um, the ones, Spider-Man 1 and 2, based on the movies, and then I played that Ultimate Spider-Man game where you could play Venom.
1: Those are all, well, not all awesome. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2 and Ultimate Spider-Man, awesome. Spider-Man 1, uh, whatever. Hey, listen, it was a different time. It was a different time. Oh, yeah. But even before then, what I'm talking about was actually the precursor to those. Nice. So. Those are the PS2 games. I'm talking about the PS1 games. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, that ironically Neversoft made them who made Tony Hawk's Pro Skater to begin with. So oh, shit. uh full circle. Yeah. Full uh, circle baby. Sp- Spider- man in uh from the Neversoft game is a uh special character in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Love it. <laughs> so that's funny. But um in that game, I was nine eight eight 8 or 9 years old when it first came out and I was playing it. And so I loved Spider-Man then. But mm-hmm. like I just watched the the cartoon when it was on, yeah. but th- when you're that young, you're not watching shows uh, episodically as if they're a narrative. Mm-hmm. You're not like, I wonder what's going to happen next week. It's yeah. just like, Oh, I saw the one episode with hydro man. Yeah. And then the next day they showed this other episode that was part two of a hobgoblin yep. <laughs> series. And then the next episode, it's like him and Mary Jane broke up, but it's like, we didn't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. It was just cool (laughs) you know we're just kind of like there for it and we're kind of learning we're understanding these worlds and playing that game taught me so much more about uh who doc is and why you know and carnage and like the rogues gallery of spider-man and the collectibles wore different costumes like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what taught me that oh there's a black suit spider-man yeah is there anything fucking cooler than the moment you found out there's (laughs) a black suit (laughs) spider-man like yeah that's awesome right yeah And I feel like that was obviously a PS one game. That's very different experience, Mm -hmm. but Avengers should have this thrill of unlocking the costumes you want. And that's the hook of games as a service. We're going to get all that. It's just going to be over time. At some point you'll be able to unlock the MCU costumes, MCU versions of how they look. And that's going to be exciting to the people still playing the game, which here's the thing for as low as I am on this. This game's only going to get better and only going to get bigger, and more and more people are going to play
0: it. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense to me because, um, so I guess the closest I have to that is is normally I don't play online because um, uh, I don't like thirteen year olds uh, schooling me in something and then yelling at me racial slurs while they're doing it. Like I just don't need it in my life. Uh, but I was playing Red Dead Online, and it's the same thing. You're just you're you're e- each day there are new uh, new missions to do that help you get gold, which helps you unlock exactly. costumes. It's the same. Yep, it's the same fucking it. deal. So. Uh, we've got some questions here from our discord asking about uh this game and some of them have to deal with uh games a service model sts twenty eight eighty four says can avengers as a games a service model work in the long term you talked about this game's only going to get better do you think like for somebody like me that's going to wait till it's like 40 bucks or 20 bucks or something am i am going to end up with a better experience because it's been out longer than somebody that's just getting it now
1: absolutely i mean that's games as a service in a nutshell Hell, like yeah Games as a Service, uh, and some of the things I'm gonna say aren't entirely factual, but just stick with me because like oh, yeah. some of the dates might be wrong and stuff. Listen, I'm not gonna, as far as I'm I'm not concerned, gonna look it up. I'm not gonna one of the most you. influential games of this generation, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Destiny invented games as a service for what we think about as games as a service. Yeah. When Destiny came out, it was kind of looked at as like a maybe not a dud. But, like, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It mm-hmm. wasn't the Halo follow-up that, yeah. that people were kind of expecting. Look at Destiny now. Mm-hmm. It's huge, you know? Look at Division. When it first came out, it wasn't what everyone thought it was going to be. Then Division had its moment, you know? Yeah. And you can apply this to pretty much every games a service that, that has come out with the exception of Anthem. Yeah. Anthem still hasn't had that that come up into, uh, at this point. I don't think that it will. Mm. But I think that that's because Anthem came out at a time where it was like, yo, motherfuckers, you should have learned from them. Mm-hmm. Like, And it, it ended up launching worse than anyone had previously launched. So that was the, the real bummer. With Avengers coming out right now, it getting a 6 out of 10 from IGN is not a bad thing. Yeah, Of course, it would be better if it got a better review.
0: Yeah,
1: i almost assured that this game is going to be re-reviewed and it's going to be a higher score within two years and that's because of that's how these games are made it's about the end game you know uh, and it's 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 really about like the the new characters coming in like the, like it's about the developers seeing how players are playing the game that yeah. they've created and trying to decide what what should we take away from the sandbox and what should we put in to enhance their experience and when their experience isn't being enhanced by Zur and all these like destiny lore that like means a lot to a small group of people, yeah. but most – the majority of people playing Destiny every day don't care about the lore. They care about the gameplay and the friends, yeah. right? Avengers has that sweet, sweet X factor mm-hmm. of caring about hanging out with your friends, caring about the gameplay, but caring about Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. So when it comes to that, obviously, there's a lot of characters that are coming down the line. Uh, Spider-Man for PS4 players, we've got uh, two Hawkeyes, a bunch of names were leaked. Uh, I don't know how many mm-hmm. of those have been confirmed yet. But Gary the Third asks, what dream character would you both have come to Marvel's Avengers? What is the event you'd like to see them do? Secret War, Civil War, Infinity Gauntlet, etc. What costumes would you like to see? For somebody like you, um, that wasn't wasn't so keen on it is is there something costume storyline something they could introduce that would like
1: bring you back in. I mean here's the thing I'm more excited for the DLC than I am for the game and we'll see when it comes out and if it ends up like I, I'm over being excited about this game like every time mm-hmm. I hype myself up I'm kind of just like why why am I expecting something that they're not telling me they're going to give me like yeah. that's on me at a certain point mm-hmm. um, but seeing this Hawkeye DLC stuff it's like oh. You're giving us campaigns that are very focused around these characters. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting those to be like two and a half hour experiences. So if you're giving me a two and a half hour narrative experience that doesn't have all of the games of the service bullshit in it yeah. because the only reason it exists is to get you to a point to be able to use that with the world that has been playing this game every day for the last year yeah. or months or whatever it is. To me, I'm like, cool, y'all could do that. I just want the two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and if real. you give me a cool story, this game's proven it can give a cool story. Yeah. So, and it's proven it can have characters that play that are very fun to control. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything that they've shown in the style right now of the Hawkeye DLC where it's like, all right, you're Kate Bishop uh, and the the Clint is out there, but he's turning on the team? Like, that, why is he doing that? Like, cool, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: with the dlc do you know is it gonna be is it free dlc or are you gonna have to pay for it
1: free you'll oh, never yeah. have to pay for dlc for this game and that's what i'm saying is like for as negative as i am on this this game is is bred for success yeah. like free dlc for you gotta like that leak list
0: yeah
1: how long is that gonna last to me that is two three years yeah and this game coming out at the end of this gen Going into next gen, we already know that there are uh, next gen versions of the games coming out. Mm-hmm. You get them if you, if you have this gen, you have next gen. Like yeah. it's it's the cross by type thing. They're setting themselves up for success right out the gate, and they're going to keep people coming in because guess what? When Black Panther comes out, yeah, everyone's going to play. Yeah, you know, for, for so many reasons. Yeah, uh, Black Panther in particular, but. Yeah um all these characters when spider-man are you kidding me yeah yeah. people are going to be curious just to see how it compares to insomniac's game which is not going to be well but Mm -hmm. still i was
0: kind of surprised i shouldn't say surprised i shouldn't have been surprised i i was a little bit i thought it was unfortunate that this doesn't tie into insomniac spider-man game because there were the um easter eggs for the avengers and stuff like that and those games i was i i kind of thought i didn't know how it would work considering the spider-man game is a PS4 exclusive, but it's like I kind of thought they were trying to set themselves up to an interconnected game universe.
1: So here's the th- we talk about this a lot and kind of funny. And uh while I agree with you in concept of mm-hmm. like, like, well, it worked so well for the movies, it should work well for games. Games are just made differently than movies. Yeah. And with that, you can plan a movie, and it takes three years to make it from kind of it being announced to script, shoot it, edit it, it's out, move on to the next thing. There's a single uh, – Kevin Feige is overlooking this and yeah. making sure that it all works out, thing to thing thing. Game developers – game development doesn't work that way. We're talking about a six-year process for these big games yeah. and we're talking about teams that are not looking out for each other, do not necessarily care about each other's best interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, Marvel Games does a great job of overseeing it all. They're not going to be able to control – all of this stuff, let alone the quality of these games. So to me, while it is a bummer that they're not connected, I actually think it's best for the games themselves. I would love it if at some point Insomniac either puts out a different superhero game or partners with a a different Sony first party. And there is a Sony Marvel universe that is connected in the the different game worlds. Uh, But I love that Avengers right now, like I like to look at it as its own universe yeah like they are building it with all this dlc that they're going to add with there's going to be events we're going to get like some crazy ass like uh storylines like galactus style storylines at some point you got to imagine um so to me i'm like cool let that be its own thing because you already they have created such a cool world that like at this point we don't know who the spider-man is in this adventures yeah right like that's interesting to me it's like it doesn't need to be this insomniac one because the last thing i want is for The insomniac Spider-Man, which is so good to be – held down to lore, uh, this Avengers game that me and you may or may not play through.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I'm interested to see how they tackle that. I think for me to answer, um, Gary the Third's question about dream character, I'm always been a big fan of, of Marvel street-level characters. Um, so obviously mm-hmm. Spider-Man interests me. Uh, all the characters interest me. You mentioned Black Panther, that'd be amazing. Uh, but uh, characters that I don't think were on that leaked list that would be really interesting to me are characters like Moon Knight or Daredevil or luke cage interesting Um, yeah uh, those are characters that i I kind of gravitate more towards when i'm I'm thinking of marvel comics Um, any x-men would be cool like could you imagine if they dropped fucking wolverine into this game people would lose their
1: fucking minds anytime people ask me like uh what superhero game do you wolverine give me a wolverine game yeah like he could have his own game and it could be fantastic it could be so good so awesome so fun oh give platinum games wolverine the good Platinum Games team, not the the ones that <laughs> did Ninja Turtles and Korra, but um, I think that could be something real special.
0: Yeah, and it's and if you told me there was a game where I could have like Wolverine interact with Hulk or Wolverine interact with Spider Man, it's like, well, you've got my money now.
1: You know what I mean? Here
0: it is. Like you're yeah. good to go.
1: Yeah, totally. So uh, a thing we always talk about and kind of funny that uh, like is kind of like our. Thing that we're going to keep saying until it's willed into existence. <laughs> uh, and it'll probably never happen. But if it ever is, it's like we get full credit. Yeah. Uh, is so cool. Spider-Man is with Sony Insomniac on PlayStation. Yeah. Right. Microsoft needs a big Marvel Games exclusive on that level. Can you imagine if one of the new teams that they're making, uh, like with uh, the initiative yeah. right now, we don't know what they're doing. We all assume they're working on some perfect dark type thing but what if initiative was making a Wolverine game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. Microsoft had an exclusive Wolverine game. That was awesome. That rivaled Spider-Man. Oh, be so cool.
0: They'd be incredible, and and you know maybe then that could go over because I know a lot of people were pissed off that Spider-Man in Avengers is a PS4 exclusive. I I was that didn't bother me so much, but I was surprised that they're you know growing up like Soul Caliber, it's like what they get Spawn and then PS4 get whatever. The point is like everybody gets their own little exclusive. I was surprised there wasn't like an Xbox equivalent exclusive in there.
1: See, and here's here's the bummer with uh, what you're talking about. There is I think that. I'm all about console exclusives when yeah. uh, we're talking about, like, the, the big guys of PlayStation and Xbox because, to me, that means that those games are going to be made from the ground up for those systems, and uh, typically, they are going to be better experiences than games that are cross-gen because cross-gen games are held back by the limitations of the other system. Yeah. Um, plus, the development teams need to worry about getting things working on two systems. Like, we see it. Like, there's a reason that Naughty Dog's games – and Insomniac's current games are at the polish level that they're at. It's because yeah. they are made from the ground up for the PS4. So to me, I'm down for a Wolverine-exclusive Xbox game, but that's also because I'm planning on buying an Xbox and a PlayStation, so I don't need to worry about Allegiances and console wars.
0: Yeah,
1: Avengers okay. having Spider-Man exclusive is fucking bullshit. It's total fucking bullshit because you brought up the Soul Calibur thing. Yeah, That was a different time, and that's also a fighting game that – those special characters were never the characters that were used at high level in the fighting game community. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. That was more of a fun thing. And obviously who the hell didn't buy the game one? Everyone wanted link. No <laughs> one wanted. <laughs> hey Hachi, yeah,
0: right? yeah. yeah.
1: What I just said earlier about the Avengers kind of is its own universe. Yeah. You need to give that universe to as many people as possible. Yeah. Because if you're going to keep growing it, what I just said earlier about the, um, we played spider-man insomniac but i don't want that tied into this universe that i didn't play avengers so i don't know all of it it's like the same thing but like oh wait so i have played this universe but i just did it on pc or xbox and you're telling me i don't get spider-man mm-hmm. like the most popular marvel character of all time yeah like that to me is uh is it's people throw around the word anti-consumer a lot and it's kind of a meme at this point but it's like that is in opposition to what their strategy for avengers seems to be yeah. which is let's get games in the service to be the most mainstream accessible thing possible with marvel as the trojan horse
0: yeah yeah. yeah. so uh we have a question here by zero uh, all 13 which i think you've just answered what's the superhero character team you'd want to see get their own game it sounds like for you wolverine is
1: wolverine's that character oh Give me a Wolverine game man. Well, I think That sounds awesome.
0: Wolverine's a great choice too because I think that was the only good thing that came out of um that Wolverine or X-Men Origins Wolverine movie, right? The game was actually pretty good. The game was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got the blow off parts and you get to see him heal back like that was the only positive thing to come out of that experience. Oh yeah.
1: I think, and, and the thing there is that that game wasn't great, but <laughs> it was fun as fuck. Yep, and it's like cool. Take that and apply the modern sensibilities. Like, oh my god, it could be so so great. Uh, I think
0: for me, I and I know we game developers have struggled this with this for decades. But I give me a good Superman game. We can do it. I believe oh, god. it. Like, like listen, if you can uh, something like God of War, if you can make something like God of War work, like and and the power that that character has, like making you feel that powerful. I think you can do Superman. Mm -hmm.
1: Make it happen. It's Greg Miller's dream, man. He wants that more than anything. But instead, you're gonna you get to go kill Superman. (laughs) Suicide Squad, Justice League.
0: We did a we did a joke. Uh, I had Hector Navarro on to talk about the DC Fandom event, and we were kind of joking that maybe this was the way that um uh oh what the games Rock City that they get out of making a Superman game. It's like oh we can't we killed him in the Suicide Squad game. (laughs) he's he's dead now we can't i'm so sorry it's the story it's the lore we can't do it now it's not that we couldn't figure it out it's the story that we
1: told it's it's all it's a bizarre choice man i mean superman is uh is is hard like he obviously is iconic but i this is a stupid thing for me to say and i'm going to get ripped apart in the comments i'm sure but it's like superman is iconic he's not popular Mm. like i I, and i I think i think that for more for like what i'm talking about like the modern times where it's like Uh, I, I would be very shocked if you were to walk into a room of people and be like, who's your favorite superhero? I don't think many people would say Superman. Um,
0: I think you're right, and as somebody who who has grown to really love the character, and he's my all-time favorite character now, uh, I think you're 100 percent right, and I'd like to see him get an op a new opportunity. Obviously, you know the the Christopher Reeve movie in the 70s was hugely influential. There's a reason his comics still sell, but I would like to see him in the now times get an opportunity like a character like Captain America or Iron Man has gotten because they were fucking C listers before the MCU.
1: Oh my god absolutely and yeah. you know doubling down on that not just the uh kind of c-list side of it because that's absolutely right but like you look at superman which is greg miller's favorite superhero of all time it's yeah. like that is clearest day um but you look at captain america greg miller hated captain america mm-hmm. and it was kind of for the same reason a lot of people talk shit about superman which is just like well you're just kind of you're a goody two shoes and you're too powerful like all right. Like, why am I rooting for you? You're just, you're just a good guy. Like, that's not fun. And like what the MCU movies did is turn Captain America into Greg's probably number two superhero of all time. Yep. And it's like, it's just kind of seeing a different side and kind of like seeing this, like the growth that's always been there in the comics. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like this changed anything, but it's more just like showing the mainstream a different side. And Superman just hasn't had that moment. Man of steel Took it in a direction that wasn't Mm -hmm. gonna do that for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that's kind of where we're at now. But we had—he Superman was cool, and he broke
0: somebody's neck, and it was so hardcore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Don't get me started on Man of Steel.
0: Anyway, uh, another question here from Brenda. Any thoughts about the Lego games? I'm playing through Lego Avengers right now, and I love the tongue in cheek nods to the franchise. Plus, it's accessible for noobs like
1: me the Lego games are so much fun. They're fantastic. And I, I think that they're extremely important from an educational standpoint. Mm-hmm. I earlier brought up the never saw Spider-Man game kind yeah. of teaching me a lot about Spider-Man and very much framing my love for Spider-Man and, and the characters. Um, the Lego games get real weird. They get mm-hmm. real obscure and there's these kids growing up like uh, with the, I mean, first off MCU guardians of the galaxy are now. Yeah household names right that's unbelievable like we went from talking about iron man and cap being Mm c-listers to like we're talking g-level of guardians like wow okay the lego games take those stories and like make it so kid-friendly that it's overwhelming the amount of playable characters there are yeah but in a lot of ways it reminds me of and i'm getting real nostalgic here but like marvel versus capcom 2 yep like growing up playing that in arcades like there was a wonder when you put that quarter in and you see the 54 character Mm. roster come up and you're just like, who are all these people? Yeah, You know, like that's how I was first introduced to Thanos. Mm -hmm. Like and his doofy ass looking Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, like round. Who's this round dude? Yeah. uh, That's purple. What? And then years later, I'm like, Oh my God, he is like one of the biggest baddies of all time. Um, But it's like, there's a a educational factor to these games that kind of shapes kids. And uh, the Lego games are the, Lego games are the Pixar movies of video games. Yep. They aren't like just that. for They look like they're for kids, but they're for adults too. The humor's there. It never misses. It has a consistent tone the entire time. It's fun no matter what character you are, no matter what franchise you're playing, the Lego games are fantastic.
0: So wait, didn't you say uh, before we started that you actually voiced a character in one of these Lego games?
1: I did. So Greg Miller's in a whole bunch of them. Greg is in Lego Avengers as uh, Aldrin... Uh, Killian, I, okay. no, no Kildrich. Killian. Killian. The, Everybody's Killian, favorite yes, Iron from,
0: Man three villain.
1: Yeah, Iron Man three villain. That's Greg Miller. Yeah, uh, and then in Lego Marvel, Lego Marvel Superheroes two, I got to be uh, the Frog Thor.
0: That's actually Which fucking is, dope, dude.
1: It's hilarious. That's fucking Carvino, dope. Uh, my other partner was uh, uh, Spider Ham.
0: Love and it. This
1: was pre Spider Verse. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. Got a fun little boost there. And then um, Kevin Coelho was a Tinkerer and Greg was Howard the Duck.
0: Love it. I love <laughs> yeah, it. That's so that's amazing. Dude, frog fucking rules, man. Like, that's fucking oh, yeah. really cool.
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool.
0: I'm jealous, dude. Yeah. And it's, I, I think you're right. The idea of being introduced to those things. And, and I remember as a kid, um, I remember when. Uh, you know collecting legos I was like man I wish there were superhero legos and I actually took a set of my dad's paints and I painted the legos to look like my favorite superheroes which they Didn't looked like all? It, they looked like garbage um and yep. they were 100% ruined uh and now you just go to the Lego aisle and it's like we I can get a set with Spider-Gwen and Venom has a giant me- there's one the other day uh cuz yes I'm a full grown man but you know when I'm in Target I sometimes go down the Lego aisle
1: just to no, see. Every time you got to, dude, you got to just peruse it a little bit, to just see to see what's going on, just
0: to see yeah. what the kids today are dealing with. And there was a set where Venom has this like Venom T Rex, and I'm like, motherfucker, I want this shit. I have in yeah. my in my office over here. Um, I think it was a couple years ago now. There was a set with Spider Man, Hobgoblin, and a Ghost Rider Lego where you built the motorcycle. I'm like, I I need this. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, there's a Ghost yeah. Rider Lego. Dude, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's so funny, these shared experiences that we have that are very much a generational thing, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know uh – the generations before us, we grew up with like hearing stories about how our dads had to deal with their dads being like, what's this rock and roll Mm -hmm. back in my day, blah, blah, blah. And like, here we are now for the 10th time mentioning that we're old people, but like Mm -hmm. we're here and we're the ones kind of looking at these younger generations. Like, well, back in my day, Disney channel, original movies were blah, 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 or whatever. And it's like, I've seen the sentiment of like about Lego specifically that are like, man, we back in my day, we had to, uh, pretend our legos were luke skywalker like the it, the magic's gone legos are about building your own thing like why do we need lego star wars and lego marvel like lego is about building what you want it to be and like i couldn't agree disagree with that more man yeah like, i look at it and i'm just like you know what the coolest thing about being a little kid was not having nearly enough money to be lucky to have all four ninja turtle toys <laughs> you had yep. if you were lucky you had leonardo you had the trench coat Donatello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the Michelangelo that shoots pizza out. Mm-hmm. You and you didn't have you didn't have Raphael. Yeah. So what happened in your stories? You're like, okay, cool. I guess the Red Power Ranger is going to be here. I <laughs> know oh, I have a Venom toy. Yeah. And oh, I got this thing at a garage sale. I don't even know what it's from, but he's the bad guy, and you just play these kids. They build their Lego set once of Spider-Man, the Hobgoblin and Ghost Rider on his motorcycle. Then it goes into the pile of all the Legos. They build whatever the shit they want. And then all of a sudden Ghost Rider's hanging out with Luke Skywalker. It's a beautiful fucking thing.
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm I'm way on board with all that. And I also know that like, you know, when I was a kid, like you're trying to make your X-Men, but they didn't like sell, like you could get Storm. Like that was the one female X-Men that they would sell. And so now suddenly like, the ninja girl from the third Ninja Turtles movie that I have an action figure of, she gets to be Psylocke because they're not—they don't make fucking Psylocke action figures, so I'm having to make exactly. fucking do.
1: So I, Venus, I am, Venus the Ninja Turtle gets to be Psylocke. I love it.
0: A deep cut, Venus the Ninja Turtle. They—they they just yeah. introduced uh, a new female Ninja Turtle in the comics. It was so cool. But what about Venus, though?
1: Oh my god, the IDW Ninja Turtle comics are so good they're legit so good yep
0: they're yeah. legit it's, it, they're doing they're doing good stuff over there i was just reading a review of discussing the latest arc and how it's great jumping on for anybody at home that wants to check that out all right so that's that's all i got for you man i want to thank you again for being on the show before we wrap up uh you who are you where can people find you what are you up to
1: i'm tim gettys you can find me at uh youtube.com slash kind of funny or youtube.com slash kind of funny games depending on if you like video game stuff or everything else mm-hmm. um you can find me on twitter at tim gettys uh, if you wanted to follow me that would be really dope because i am less than 500 away from 100,000.
0: oh shit and it's like Dude, I, uh... I don't
1: really don't celebrate the big numbers and stuff but like 100k that's that's a big one that's a you big know what I mean? one uh, and i've been inching towards it so that that'd be pretty cool at tim gettys uh t-i-m-g-e-t-t-y-s but uh, anyways DJ, I appreciate you having me on this, man. This has been a been a blast. What a great conversation!
0: No, man, no, it's my pleasure. And uh, go over there and follow them. If you've got any like a phantom accounts where you like spy on people, go follow them on with those accounts. Everything you got, <laughs> go
1: follow them. Let's see if we can get, Let's him. get me there. Let's, Let's get, get them there. Let's
0: get them there. I want to thank everybody for jo- who joined us live. I want to thank everybody who's checking out our podcast. Please go share it with people. You can if you want to watch this live. If you want to ask questions on the show, you can do that at patreon.com/slash/onlystupidanswers. You can follow me at DJ Talks Trash, and you can follow the show. only stupid answers everywhere that matters but on twitter you're going to want to yank the vowels out of stupid uh we've got reviews coming out on our youtube channel youtube.com only stupid answers for lovecraft country and the boys so please uh go check that out and we'll see you all next time Bye -bye.
1: bye-bye